Hello, and welcome to BJGP Interviews. I'm Nada Khan, and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Lena Peterson and Anne-Sophie Oxholm from the Research Unit for General Practice at the University of Southern Denmark. We're going to discuss the paper that they have published in the BJGP along first author Dimitar Yordanov titled Mapping General Practitioners' Motivation. It is not all about the money, a nationwide cross-sectional survey study from Denmark. So thanks, Lina and Anne, for joining me to discuss this paper. And it certainly got a catchy title and covers an area of importance in terms of policy. We know that here in the UK, there is a GP recruitment and retention crisis and understanding well-being is becoming increasingly important. But can you talk us through your reasons and motivations for doing this research? Sure. So um, that was actually also where we started. So we also have a lack of GPs in uh, in Denmark, as as well as in many other countries. And um, at the same time, we know that the GP job satisfaction is decreasing, burnout is increasing, and the GPs they feel a lot of pressure in their jobs. Uh, also, we know that well-being is important for retention, uh, but also for quality of care and for patient satisfaction. So it's really important that GPs, they are feeling well in their jobs. And uh, part of that is also being motivated by what you do. And that's what we focus on in this paper. When we looked at the literature about GP motivation, we found out that there hasn't really been much done. So we don't really, we didn't really have the overview uh, about what motivated GPs in their jobs. So we identified four important motivational factors that we've been then looking at here, try to trying to map uh, GP's motivation. This study used the Danish work-life study, is that right, which covered all practicing GPs uh, in 2019? Yes. It covered around, uh, so it was sent to, it was nationwide and it was yeah sent to all Danish GPs and we had a response rate around a third of GPs, which is pretty uh, high compared to other surveys. And we found that the responders are to a high degree representative of the full GP population in terms of sort of basic characteristics such as the uh, type of practice it's a single-handed or partnership practice the area location so uh, so we have a really nice uh, sample to to uncover this uh, motivation yeah and Lena you were describing so the data that was captured in the study related to motivational components so what were those different components that you looked at here Yeah, so we looked at four different motivational components, uh, one being uh, what we call intrinsic motivation. So that's basically being uh, or feeling joy in your work, regardless of any external rewards or incentives. Um, Then another type of motivation that we're looking at is uh, user orientation. So that is being motivated by doing good for specific patients. Then we also include public service motivation, which is Uh, being motivated by by doing good for society at large. Uh, That motivational component might seem a bit abstract. So to give an example, it could, for example, be trying to prescribe less antibiotics or trying to prescribe narrow-spectrum antibiotics instead of broad-spectrum antibiotics um, to try to mitigate problems with antimicrobial resistance and being motivated in your job and in your job tasks by doing, uh, doing this and then the last type of um, motivation we were looking at that was extrinsic motivation. 
So that is being motivated by external rewards and mostly financial rewards. So that could, for example, be bonuses, pay for performances, uh, fee for services, and uh, and so on. And I wonder if I could just uh, get a summary for people who might not be familiar with the Danish system, but how are GPs paid in, in Denmark? So in Denmark, uh, they are remunerated. It's a mixed remuneration scheme. So uh, around uh, uh, 40% is uh, is um, capitation-based, and uh, the last 60% are fee-for-service. So in Denmark, uh, there is a high degree of sort of uh, catering to their extrinsic motivation. Great. Okay. So talk me through the results. What was motivating GPs to practice in this sample? Yeah, so we looked at, we looked at different things. Uh, first, we were interested in um, getting knowledge about the variation in motivation. So what we found there was that GP motivation differs. So there is variation in motivation. And, and for example, we found that for extrinsic motivation, uh, we found that there was a bimodal distribution, meaning that it seems that like there are two types or two groups of GPs who are motivated differently. So it might be that not all GPs are equally motivated by ex- external incentives and financial incentives and so on. And we also found, uh, just to give another example, that intrinsic motivation seems to be very left skewed, meaning that GPs are actually quite intrinsically motivated. So many GPs, they have an intrinsic motivation, which is above the sample mean. Uh, and that is good because the literature says that uh, intrinsic motivation is linked to performance and productivity and also quality of care. We need evidence on that in a GP setting, but actually, and Sophie and I and colleagues, we are doing a study on that at the moment uh, where we are trying to see whether we also find these links uh, in general practice in Denmark. Anything you'd like to add, Anne, Sophie? Yeah, yeah, I, I, just to supplement, uh, what is striking is we're seeing quite a lot of variation for each of these key four motivational components in how or GPs are uh, are motivated by these four factors. So uh, it doesn't seem like uh, one size fits all in terms of what motivates uh, GPs. Any other key findings that you'd like to highlight from this study? Yes, yeah. uh, definitely, because we also looked into whether they're correlated, these different motivations. So, for instance, if a GP is highly intrinsic motivated, is it also likely that they're highly extrinsically motivated? Or conversely, we don't find, which is quite interesting, uh, a lot of uh, correlation between the different uh, motivational components. So it seems like it's important to if you uh, to target the different motivational components, not just one of them, because they are not highly correlated. Yeah, we did a latent profile analysis also to see whether there were certain segments of GPs uh, with different motiv- motivational profiles. And uh, we identified five di- different segments of GPs, with one segment being rather large, having a class probability of over 50%, uh, 53% to be precise. And the interesting thing about this finding is that uh, these GPs, they're actually highly motivated by intrinsic motivation, user orientation, and public service motivation, and not that motivated uh, by extrinsic motivation, meaning that uh, we labeled this segment actually, it's less about the money because these types of GPs, they are motivated by the the other non-financial factors rather than the financial factors. So that points towards policymakers um, when they are designing uh, incentives, they should 
perhaps try to target the other types of motivations instead of implementing new financial incentives to try to, what do you say, obtain the behavior that they, they want uh, from the GPs. So I think that's a, a very important finding, actually. So this largest group of GPs in this sample, it was the intrinsic motivations that were uh, uh, the, the intrinsic and yeah. the uh, well actually all the other motivations except from extrinsic motivation so they were motivated by all the other different factors but not so much by uh, extrinsic motivation yeah. hmm, that's really interesting were you surprised by these results um i think in the in the author group we have had discussions about this also in the in the research literature, there has been a lot of focus about financial incentives and how we can motivate GPs to uh, act in certain way, ways using financial incentives. And the literature has shown that financial incentives, they are actually not always inf- effective. And sometimes they also cause different reactions from the GPs than what was intended. Uh, so we have been discussing that it could be actually that there were other motivations at play that would be more important, at least among some GPs, to target. And I think that our results, they confirm this uh, hypothesis. But, but that being said, we also find other segments where uh, GPs, they are extrinsically motivated and can be motivated by financial incentives, uh, yeah. but it's not the largest segments. Yeah, so what we see in the literature is we do see uh, that uh, GPs respond to financial incentives. So we're not saying it's not important. We're just saying other motivational factors may also be quite in, uh, uh, important uh, in terms of ensuring that all GPs deliver high quality care or are motivated to that, to do that. It's interesting because I'm not sure how aware you are, but here in the UK, um, junior doctors, hospital consultants, and even GPs are at odds with the government about their pay. Um, And I just wonder if in Denmark, the way that the GPs are paid there might make pay less of an issue for them as well. Um, I I think uh, in uh, among all workers, pay uh, uh, sort of plays a role. And in Denmark, uh, since a a fairly high share of their remuneration is activity-based, it does take up... uh, a lot of focus. Um, but I mean, our findings are showing that other things really also matter to GPs. It's not even though they are remunerated to a large degree by their activity, other types of motivations also seem to be uh, quite important for them. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, even though we're seeing their spo- responding to financial incentives in the literature, we have Danish GPs who are remunerated to a large degree by their activity level. Other types of motivations seem to be quite important, the altruistic uh, motivations, also the intrinsic, the pure joy of doing the work is also important for a lot of these GPs. Right. And Lina, you touched upon this about what the implications of your findings are for policy. So if we're thinking about how to improve recruitment and retention of GPs, what sort of factors should policymakers be focusing on in terms of intrinsic motivations for this workforce? Uh, That's a really good question. So uh, in the study, we also find actually that uh, there are not many significant associations with GP and practice and area characteristics, uh, meaning that uh, policymakers, they cannot target more observable characteristics 
and and through that uh, motivate the GPs because I mean motivation is tacit knowledge uh, among the GPs themselves. So policymakers they cannot observe what type a GP is. So I think the solution here would be since there are these very small uh, and and often statistically insignificant associations with observable characteristics. I think a solution could be that when you implement new initiatives, it could, for example, be a new guideline that you try to target all these different motivations. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a large um, changes. It could be, for example, providing information about how does this benefit society? How does it help the individual patient? Things like that. At least that would speak to the altruistic uh, motivations. Uh, with respect to intrinsic motivation, I think I believe that was also what you asked about. I think it's more a matter of matter of securing GPs the needed freedom and autonomy in their work uh, to be able to do their job without too much of an interference. And if the literature, and, and uh, as I said, we're looking into that, but if it's true that intrinsically motivated providers, they provide higher quality of care. I don't think policymakers, they should be as worried about uh, not being able to control or look into their uh, work processes. Uh, but again, more research is needed in, in that area. But but I think maybe, and again, we need to look more into that, but, but um, maybe more flexible uh, GP organizations where GPs, they can self-select into the tasks that uh, benefits them the most, the most and give, give gives them uh, the most joy in their work, depending on what type you are. So it could be, for example, having time to do research on the side. It could be uh, having time to engage in education. It could be more time with patients, but it could also be more doing more admin or um, engaging in the economy of the practice if you're extrinsically motivated. So it really depends on the type. And as you mentioned, not one size fits all. So I think that's a very important thing to highlight that one solution won't fit every GP. This has certainly given me a lot of food for thought and thinking about how to tailor different services for GPs to improve retention. And I think what you're both saying makes a lot of common sense thinking and reflecting about um, views that I've heard from other GPs. It's been really interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Great. you. And I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. But I just wanted to say thank you again for uh, talking about this paper. It's been really interesting. And yeah, look forward to seeing it in print. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for talking to us. And thank you all very much for your time here and for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research article can be found on bjgp.org and the show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. It's been really fascinating speaking to Lina and Anne-Sophie and hearing more about this research, which I think has really strong implications for thinking about how to structure and support GPs' work. So thanks again, Lina and Anne-Sophie, and thank you, and bye.